Hello and welcome to the 50th episode of Political Breakdown, a show where me and guests talk about the week's news and I try not to cry at the state of the world. Uh, my guest this week is good friend of both the show and myself personally, Gary Shaw. Hello, Gary. Great to be back again. How's it going? Yeah. Um... Yeah, just about as much as I can say, really. It's all pretty much of a muchness. So. Uh, how have you found the months? Have you found ways to keep yourself busy? Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, I'm learning from YouTube tutorials to play the harmonica. I can now play, very badly, Lowrider by War. I've never been so proud of myself in my life over anything. That's very good. Mm. With regards to, because you're, you're doing something productive, do you think that you should have to do something productive during this lockdown? I don't think anyone should have to do anything. Yes. Personally, I, I think well, it's a good opportunity to do at least one of the things that I keep putting off in normal day life. Mm. Uh, as you can, well, see behind me with the books and stuff, I mean, I do read a bit. Uh, do what I point out before anyone zooms in and checks, there is nothing there about eugenics. No, they're all under the bed, innit? Yeah, that's it. They're all hidden. The ones back there are mostly music books, books about uh, London history, because obviously I'm a tour guide. Uh, a few self-help books, because I know you're a big fan of those. Um, love them, mate. Love them. They've, they've all worked for me so well. I'm not a big reader of novels, but Lucy, my wife, is. I prefer real life stuff see i've always preferred fiction uh, a lot more because i do i think because i do so much reading of absolute mm. hell reality i'd much prefer if i'm reading something for it not to be hell reality i still like reading dark stuff mm. i like stuff with a bit of bite on it maybe some political intrigue but i can't be i can't read mm. non-fiction I, I i hate the world so much I read so much fucking non-fiction <laughs> as it is. And we're about oh, to talk terrible. for an hour about fucking non-fiction. Just, I'd, no, I'd rather fucking shit in my hands and clap than having to do it at any other place. Right, new stories. Right. Let's start with uh, the government. And we will be talking quite extensively about them. Uh, they've been urged this week to spend sales of British tear gas, rubber bullets, and riot shields to the US amid mm. fears uh, that they are being used uh, against civil rights protesters. Now, no. what's interesting with this is the government's own rules say that such uh, equipment should not uh, go ahead where they are used uh, for internal repression. But the government so, rules, that's not actually for them, is it? That's for everyone else. We've established that. Well, yes. Uh, I, I mean, the first thing that always brings to mind when I read a story like this is, is there any country we are not helping to oppress? Mm. Like, every country where it seems like there's a dictator on top who's trying to get rid of any form of freedom, you'll mm -hmm. always have our British tear gas or British missiles <laughs> or something aimed at some poor sack trying to not be beaten by police yeah 
I mean, the government must be devastated that the Excel Centre has been used as a hospital in recent months and they can't have weapons fairs there. You're not going to drum up any new business while people lying around dying, are you? That's just stupid. Oh, and, and, unless it's in a different country, then it shows just how useful the weapons can be. Ah, okay. Yeah. I, mean, video. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, Yemen is nothing more than like a, a, a promotional video for how useful our bombs can be when you want to get rid of, when you want to fucking level a country. Hmm. Another YouTube tutorial. Yes. Hmm. Uh, but should we stop sending... Wep uh, weapons and stuff to the US. Uh, yeah, we definitely should. I mean, the, the, the strange thing about this country is, is over the, uh, well, a number of years now, we've seemed to have removed most of the industries that we had. They've been sold off to other countries. So, you know, the, the money doesn't benefit our country anymore. It's all been sold off. But one of the few industries that we still have thrive on and seem happy with is weapons you know well, that, us, that us does, and the americans seem to be arming most of the world it does bring into quite an interesting question then is if especially we're in uh, the middle of a recession mm. as you point out manufacturing isn't exactly one of our major strengths no. in our economy uh, but weapon sales is one of our major uh, sources of income mm because we're heading into um, a recession when we leave uh, the EU at the end of the year, probably with a no deal. Yeah. That's going know. to affect our economy as well, because we're not going to have trade agreements with anyone in mm. place at that point. Will uh, our weapon sales become even more important to our economy? And will we have to almost grin and bear it for the sake of uh, actually getting money in. Well, the, th the thing is, that's where the, the likes of you and I that actually still do have a, a soul and a conscience, that's where we struggle with issues like this, because you think, well, I can see how financially it would benefit the country, but then on the other hand, it's possibly murdering and destroying lives around the world. You know, I think a lot of people nowadays they're uh, encouraged, shall I say, uh, to, well, it's all about, you know, I, you know, I see these people on social media on the rare occasions I go on there where they say, well, but I, I have to do what's best for my family. Well, surely that's a given, but there's also a bigger picture. But a lot of people aren't interested in the bigger picture. Well, the question is, is it, is it best for your family? Because uh, mm. it's, also, well, we mm. feed them, yes. But when you start getting to a world where, taking away freedoms becomes the norm and yeah. repression becomes the norm mm. we're already seeing it in this country and other countries around the world you've got over 50 percent of the world is under authoritarian regimes at the moment mm. uh and potentially unless we see in the next elections will continue so for the foreseeable yeah then continuing in with this oh we can just sell weapons because mm -hmm. it's helping our family and the long run isn't helping the family that's it yeah well i it's think a, a lot of people are quite narrow-minded on things if it's if they've got their house and their kids are in reasonable schools whatever that means nowadays um <clears throat> and they've got enough money to buy their four-wheel drive that they never go off-road in 
um, and they can have their two holidays a year then and they can spend fortunes on each other at Christmas and birthdays that's it they don't seem interested beyond that that that's their that's their bubble that's their world and anything beyond the parameters of that uh, is something that they're generally not interested in and I think you know the, the the apathy that people have for anything that doesn't involve themselves nowadays is incredibly sad yeah yeah, I think so. It's it's interesting with uh, Boris Johnson this week not actually saying anything against Trump. Mm. Uh, with the uh, tragedy uh, and the police brutality that's currently going on over in uh, America, he's been asked many times to condemn it. And he hasn't. He's pussyfooted around, oh, yeah. uh, which shows just how um, callous uh, he is. And he doesn't want to annoy the US. One, because he's a massive racist anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, this is this is the man who has written in the past about uh, uh, Africans with their, I think it's Piccolini smile. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh. do the watermelons as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, he's 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 a racist. He's, he's oh, yeah. a, a vile man, yeah. uh, and so it, it always annoys me when you hear someone like him come out and say, "Well, Black Lives Matter." You know, well, why don't you tell your own history that? Hmm. Because it's it's he's going to be the type of person that would say something like, "All lives matter." Yeah, and the problem with saying all lives matter is although <laughs> it is correct all lives do matter you actually have to look after people's lives and that's where you actually stop okay, well, all lives matter where well, you're going to do anything about the fact that we're seeing police brutality uh especially over in america you see racial profiling uh, a racist society you're going to do anything about that no but i will say all lives matter and i will go up against someone who says black lives matter the level of what about going on at the moment which i just think is always it's just a distraction from what's important but the level of what about at the moment i think is olympic standard i'm a, even i'm amazed and i really get amazed with uh, how shit people can be at times but all this well all lives matter blue lives matter all that no 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 Let's just, just for, this is one time, focus on one fucking thing at a time. Can we do that? Why can't oh, anyone focus yeah. anymore? Why can't we just look at one thing and deal with it without comparing it to other things? Oh, you, I think you compare things to other things to dilute it and make sure that nothing actually happens. Because hmm. if you start going, oh, blue lives matter, all lives matter, what you're doing is you're trying to take away from the problem that's actually there. Uh, I mean, I've said before that for me, all lives matter is someone there complaining that they've got blood on their shoe from kicking a black man to death. Yeah. Well, what about my shoe? They go, well, that's not the problem. Yeah. The, the, we can we can clean your shoe later. The first thing we need to deal with is this injured black man that you've just kicked. Yeah. Well, the thing is, once again, it's going back to that bubble of you. You got the the couple where the kid is, and they. Couple of holidays a year and a nice car, a nice house. And if you say something like, "You know, there's this institutionalized racism that's been going on for centuries now," yeah. and people have got to the stage where they go, oh, "No, fuck this! I've had enough now. This is it. This is the last. You know, every, something needs to be done now." You've got these people going, "Well, all those matter." Because basically, what they're saying is, "Well, what about me? How, how do I fit into this?" 
And I don't mean they want to fit in as in they want to be part of the solution. They want to help. They want to speak out against it. It's like, well, no, this needs to be about me because I'm important. I, you know, we're, you know, I'm entitled to something here. What about me? And I just do don't forget that, that it's about be, other people. Do you think this is going to change anything? <sighs> Who only knows? I, I, I hope so. I mean, I, there seems to be small changes that are coming in. That are, you know, but you, you know, when as long as we've got uh, sort of racist fucking buffoons like Johnson and Trump. It's the other thing, I refuse to call him Boris. He's not my friend. He's not someone I want to refer to it in a charming, cuddly way. It's Johnson. Yes. I don't well, remember yeah. Johnson, calling him Boris, Boris Johnson. Kerry. Well, this is, yeah, exactly. Fucking annoyed with that. No, uh, on, on uh, Boris Johnson, uh, there's been another U-turn this week from the government uh, in the shape of uh, Boris Johnson. Uh, uh, well, I can't read my own fucking uh, thing. He, he's, uh, oh yeah, that, that's it. Uh, he said the MPs who are shielding uh, will be allowed to vote by proxy uh, after an outcry from the treatment of MPs with medical conditions uh, and those looking after vulnerable people in the pandemic. Uh, this is because the government are dropping the virtual measures in the Commons. Uh, I'm not sure if you uh, saw any of this. Did you see the long queues? Yeah, and I saw the other bit where there was an escalator coming down and then there yeah. were queuing at the bottom. So then there was people that were on the escalator that couldn't get off because there was no... It's... It, it was ridiculous. Now, this is uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg mm. uh, doing his damnedest to protect Boris Johnson uh, from Prime Minister's questions. Well, he lives in the 1800s, so therefore he's not aware of escalators because they haven't been invented yet. He's, he's away with the fairies completely. Yeah. Uh, the idea that uh, they need to be in the uh, house backing Boris Johnson, uh, otherwise he will crumble like he has done recently against someone who's moderately competent. I'm not going to blow smoke up Keir Starmer's arse saying he's amazing, but mm. comparative to Boris Johnson, he can hold a sentence together and know yeah. where it starts and ends. He, he also, I mean, yeah, I can give credit with credit to you. I mean, he also seems to be holding his ground and um, what, far more than Corbyn did. Corbyn, I, I, well, we don't want to, well, he's not there anymore. We don't need to go on yes. about him, but he didn't speak up for himself enough. He didn't speak out enough. It's almost like I've, I've answered all these questions in the past. So I shouldn't have to answer them again. Sorry, mate. That's yeah. your job. Exactly. Um, <laughs> do you think that we should... Do you think this is a, a bad move by the government bringing in uh, everyone, the 650 people, it will be less now because of the U-turn, uh, because it was <laughs> everyone comes in? Uh, one of the things that they were going to suggest is pairing uh, for voting. Uh, where if someone can't make it, someone from the other side doesn't vote. But that is always... Yeah. That is, the, the thing with both... Uh, the thing with pairing is that it allows for someone to go, oh, was I meant to be doing this? Yeah. Whoops. I didn't yeah. realise it was me. I thought it was someone else. And then they'll put their vote down. Whereas something, well, yeah, whereas a proxy vote, 
with someone from their uh, their friend in their own party has a higher chance of doing it fairer. Yeah. But I mean, even with the whole lockdown, are we doing it too early at the moment? What? Easing up? Yeah. Well, yeah, because other than I understand, I can appreciate that the infection rate and the death rate are lower than they were, but nothing else has changed. I mean, we don't have um, a vaccine yet. My sister works for GSK and she said all the big pharma companies are working together, which is unprecedented. They normally yeah. can't stand each other. They probably still can't, but they're all working together. But she says, yeah, nothing's going to happen this year. So even you know, if they discover something tomorrow, we're not going to see it until at some point next year. So I, are we going back to Cummins's original suggestion of herd immunity? Because obviously that guy knows what he's talking about. He's proved that recently. Well, this is it. I mean, the government is still being asked to release uh, the scientific uh, advice that they've been given uh, over both the 14-day uh, quarantine Mm. Uh, for travellers that has so mm. many fucking uh, exceptions that it's almost pointless putting it in. Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, but that's also been brought in as criminal law. Mm. Uh, so you can't go out or anything like that. Uh, but um, with that and the easing of the lockdown now, a lot of scientists have come out and said they're against this. Mm. It is too early. We don't even have uh, the trace and track system up and running uh, at the moment. And there's a, there was a news story from this week with regards to the track and trace system. Where is it? Here it is. Uh, the NHS uh, test and trace system, which, of course, designed to prevent the second wave of coronavirus being as absolutely tragic as this one. Mm. Um, not expected to be fully operational until September or October. Yeah, but we knew it wasn't going to be ready, I think, because Matt Hancock told us it would be. Well, that is the problem hmm. when they say this is ready. And even if it's fully world class, as, as hmm. they keep on fucking saying, in September, October, it's still going to be, what, nine months after South hmm. Korea had it? The question is, why, why has every other fucking country from Germany to South Korea to fucking India uh, have a trace and uh, uh, test and trace system in place, but we, we're we waiting months for it. Yeah. And we're easing the lockdown before we have it. Yeah. So we not have something in place to check on because uh, a story out today suggesting that uh, the r rate mm. is over one now up north in some parts of up north mm. uh it, the r rate in london was 0 0.4 and has now gone up to closer to 0 0.7 wow we haven't got rid of the coronavirus we're not even at a point where we are on top of it yet we are uh, charging ahead forward mm. with the argument of we need to do this for the economy. Everything seems to be done after the fact or at the wrong time. I mean, all this thing now we're saying about the quarantine with, you know, I mean, one of the things I looked at was about um, BA threatening to sue the government about the quarantine scheme. Well, that should have been brought in ages ago. 
it should it should have been brought in uh, when our infections were low. Yeah. Not when we've got some of the highest uh, infection rates still in Europe and going along going, well, if you come over here, then you're not going to be able to, you're going to have to quarantine for 14 days mm. while the rest of Europe's going, yeah, you just can't come here. Yeah. The other thing I don't understand is, it's like, um, yeah, we've got a higher death rate and infection rate than anywhere else in, in Europe. Most of them put together, to be honest. But I keep getting people saying to me, but the population density is far bigger here. And you go, but you look at Germany and we've got something like four or five times the death rate. So they've got 80 million people in Germany. So how dense is it here? But by that standard, there should be another 10 people in the room with me. Yeah, but like Vietnam has like 94 million people hmm. and no deaths. Does that mean that there's everyone lives on their own and there's no one else for half a mile in any direction? It's like well, this is it. It's it's it, we're we're looking for excuses, yeah, uh, as to why we can ignore and not hold anyone accountable mm. for the tens of thousands of deaths. Mm. And although at the moment there is uh, arguments to say that we do not have all of the uh, facts and figures to suggest or to say definitely that locking down earlier would save more lives mm. a lot does point to that yeah was it uh, 12 days or something i think most of europe it's like march the 11th and we didn't do it until yeah. the 23rd i think yeah because we, we we drag our feet and with everything even with regards to face masks like mm. uh, who is now uh, saying that everyone should wear a face mask mm. in uh, the UK, we're saying that wear a face mask on public transport. Hmm. And in two months' time, they'll say, no, just put one on anyway. Yeah. And yeah. Where, where's everyone going to get them? Hmm. This is it. Where, where's everyone going to get the face mask? Because unlike, say, France or Germany, who are giving out face masks for free, we have to, the government sends us pictures of how to fucking make one out of a T-shirt. Hmm. It's it's um, that that blows my mind, and even if you do get a face mask, you've got to wait fucking seven months to get it delivered. Yeah, easier just to die. Did you Frank, see that, um, there was a program? I mean, I watched it on the iPlayer. So it was a yeah. BBC, um, is it Panorama? What they were saying about, um, and there was a company uh, that makes PPE over here. And they kept waiting to hear from the government to say, look, we're going to need a load of stuff for the NHS. And they never got a call. And yeah. at the moment, the company is working to capacity for um, for American concerns. And they still haven't heard anything from our government. It, 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 we've done yeah. this so badly. Uh, and uh, a lot of the things is wanting to deal with our own private uh, contracts that we've handed out without any competition, completely against uh, what our own uh, laws are. Like or carrying on with the uh, taste and uh, with the test and trace. Uh, mm. This the the chief operating officer uh, of the NHS scheme admitted on a webinar to staff that uh, it would be imperfect at launch, which is what you want for something that's meant to save lives, start it imperfect. They're, they're trying to treat the uh, the test and trace like you're bringing out 
fucking Angry Birds 2. <laughs> like, all right, it's, it's not going to be perfect at the start, but all the little bastards will buy it anyway, and mm. then we'll just improve it over time. Mm. No, that's not how it works. You yeah. can't be doing that. But on top of it, what's fucking beautiful is a leaked email from the chief exec of Circo, who's one of the uh, private companies that seemingly managed to fuck up everything they touch. It is ridiculous. They're like fucking, um, who's that? Who's the what? Midas. They're like Midas, but with shit. <laughs> everything they touch turns mm. to shit. It's ridiculous. But a leaked email from the chief exec, uh, and they're one of the main country uh, <laughs> companies uh, contracted to deliver this shite. Um, uh, and what it revealed is uh, how he doubted that the scheme would uh, evolve smoothly but said that he wanted to cement the position of the private sector in the NHS supply chain. Ah, oh, right. Okay. So this is, a, this is a continuation of not only all of the awful stuff that's going on, we're still privatising the fucking yeah. NHS as we go along. Yeah, but they can't complain now because once a week we'd all clap for a couple of minutes. I mean, surely what more do these people want? Because this, this is always my concern. When we get out of this and we're fucking walking on the dead, we're going to realise that we've given away everything mm. because we have allowed the government to run unaided. They are not going to be impeded at all. No. You see the stuff that's uh, going on consistently. Like We've had uh, Hancock uh, came out with the uh, law at the start of the week uh, with the uh, policy of you're not able to have sex at home with someone who isn't already living there, or yeah. whatever that law was, you can only you can only fuck random people in gardens or whatever the fucking thing was. Uh, and then you also had um, Shaps coming out with a mask for the public transport. Both of those laws they didn't go through Parliament. They're statutory instruments. Mm. So the government are just going, well, this is what this is the law I'm making now. This is what I'm saying now. Yeah. They've got, we do not have democracy. And this is it. The coronavirus has taken away all of our democracy. We are not a democratic country anymore. We are a fucking dictatorship. Uh, uh, hiding behind the, the concepts of uh, democracy. But the... The thing is, is I meant what I was saying earlier about all the what's about doesn't seem it doesn't matter how bad it gets and how many things are fucked up and how many things the timing is just all over the place. You're still going to get people go, yeah, but it would have been much worse if X, whoever, you know, Labour, Liberals, Greens, anyone else. But if they were in, I'd be much worse. And so it's almost like the government are going, how far can we push this? Mm. How much can we take the exactly. piss? How much can we bend them over and fist them with a spiked glove on before they'll go, oh, hold on a second, that's not very nice. Oh, yeah, and, but that's it. They've got a fucking spiked glove on, fisting us at the moment. And the thing is, is when this is all over, they're going to take the spikes off but still be fisting us and we'll also be like, oh, well, this is better than it was. Hmm. They're still... They're, 
they've still got the fucking glove on, mate. They're still fisting yeah. you. Can you not feel that anymore? Are you that fucking blind at this point with an apple in your mouth shouting, mm, Mr. Mr., that you can't fucking feel when we're being screwed? Mm. It, it, it's, it's a concern when you give people that are so incompetent so much power. Yeah. You cannot find a brain cell between them all. The only one who's got a brain cell is fucking Cummings, but he's got the type of brain cell that's actually a tumour. Mm. And so everyone thinks he's got a massive brain. Where they go, no, 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 he, he's, he's incredibly ill. That's cancer, that is. That's, mm. it, it, this, this isn't fucking pinky in the brain here. This is a tumour. <laughs> yeah. On t- he, he's a despicable human being, isn't he? He yeah. is one of those where do as I say, not do as I do. One rule for us, one rule for you. Everyone from, like, the spectator to the people involved in the Brexit party to uh, Cummings and vote leave and all of that, all of them who say the elites are bad are part of the fucking elite. Hmm. Every single fucking one of them. And they all believe that the rules are for other people and not for them. Yeah. People having to decide to not go to see their dying parents or not allowed to go see their dying child at a fucking funeral or everyone who has taken the sacrifices and taken all of them and in in the British way of taking it all on the chin saying this is for the greater good of this Mm. country and you have these elitist shits who Mm. write for the fucking Telegraph or suck the cock of someone at the Brexit party Mm. or some shit like this, Dominic Cummings, thinking he's got superpowers but realising he just dribbles sometimes. They're all part of the elite. None of them, none of them give a remote, tiny, mutt bollock mm. about uh, the people. Yeah. But that's what populism does. Mm. It's, it's all about, and it's, it's interesting with the coronavirus, you see four of the worst uh, countries for infections and deaths. You're looking at the UK, the US, Brazil, and Russia. What have they all got in common? Populist governments. Yeah. Yeah. They're all right-wing populist governments. And Mm. now uh, over in Mexico, they're like seventh place for deaths and uh, infections, I think. And Mexico have a populist left-wing government. Populism as a whole is such an awful thing. Mm. The idea of, oh, it's it's us versus them. It's it's us versus them. It's all... uh, don't, don't worry about any of the actual facts. Don't worry about any policy that I'm going to try to put out. Just understand that I'm saying us versus them, so you give me control. And so I can continue to blame them for any mistake that I'm going to make. Which is what all populists do. Mm. What do you think? Why do you think that populism has become such a... a such a popular... Uh, thing over the past few years? I, th- I think with a lot of people, regardless of their political leanings, they're getting tired of the status quo and they want mm-hmm. something different. But as usual, when this kind of thing happens, fascism pops its head up. Obviously, we're in a different hat to last time. <clears throat> and they go, that's the guy. Yeah, he'll bring... He'll bring about change. He'll get rid of the status quo. 
And I yeah. think that's it. People get on board, but they're, they're too, too blinkered. They see something different and they go, yeah, that's me. I, I'm having that. But you go, no, 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 no. Look at the small print. Look into this, research it, read it, instead of just jumping on board blindly and expecting that to be the change that you're looking for. It will be a change, but it's probably not the one you're looking for. Do you think that we as uh, as a species have uh, become more blinkered in our ability to see the other side? I think I think as as communication has improved over the years, the world's become a smaller place. We have the internet. We it's not just the uh, the print media anymore. We have all kinds of media. But it just seems to me the more that we communicate, the more levels of communication that we have the more mediums for doing this, the more blinkered and ignorant we become. It's, oh. it's easier to confuse people. It's easier to misdirect. And that's the whole thing with all this what's about the re It's misdirection. It's like yeah. it's focusing on one thing. It's like, oh, look over there. And everyone goes, oh, oh, oh. And then they miss what's going on. It's far too easy to do that nowadays. Yes, uh, yeah. With so much information, a lot of it gets... Uh, yeah. buried and a lot of it uh, the, and it, it, it does seem the case uh, often it's something that I've been uh, um, uh, I've, I've made the mistake on a number of times especially on Twitter mm -hmm. where you retweet something that turned out to be factually incorrect mm -hmm. um, there was uh, a video this week I think it was uh, of a uh, white man in the UK, supposedly racially abusing a Chinese restaurant, Chinese takeaway, okay. uh, and it was and it was put up from the looks of it, it was put up by uh, a respected academic, hmm. uh, saying this is uh, the racism coronavirus has created this has uh, is, is, uh, hmm. created a soil for racism to grow, hmm. and coronavirus has done, yeah, it has done, but someone did uh, research on this particular video, found out that not only was it not where uh, they originally said it was, they said it was Blackburn, and I think uh, it was, the actual video was in Greater Manchester. Yeah. But he called up the, he found the, uh, the takeaway that it was, called up and said, well, was any of this racial? I said, no, it was just, it was a drunk man. There was no racial stuff there. It was just a drunk man that was a cunt. So they'd framed it as it was a um, an anti-Chinese thing, which is presumably that they're they're getting the blame for the the, the virus. Yeah, and there is there is certainly uh, a rise in racism towards Asian people oh, yeah. because of coronavirus. Absolutely. And yeah. what what videos like uh, that does uh, is it gives every racist an excuse to go, well, no, this one was bullshit. Mm. Means that this one could also be bullshit. Yeah. And once you put that, that little bit of, hmm, is it, is it, is this a hundred percent accurate? And once you put that little chink in, then it means it's, it's the boy who cried wolf at that point. Yeah. Uh, and so, when there is actual uh, video of actual racism going on, people will be like, well, well, this is this is probably like like before they just the the lefties they just uh, put any video and claim racism on it. 
And this is the problem when you put when there's so much information. I th I'm quite sure I retweeted that video. I haven't yeah, gone back and then checked. The, 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 the other thing is, which I think is good, is that you're saying, look, I'm not faultless here. I, I could have done that. That would be wrong if I'd done that. A lot of the people that we're talking about never admit fault. Even when it's proved that they're wrong in some way, they would never admit that. The, the leader of the yeah. Conservative Party ran my way, um, uh, tweeted something about the China vi a Chinese virus, and he was pulled up on it, and his excuse was, well, what about German measles? You go, yeah, but the disease didn't originate in Germany. The people that did the research and into it and studied it were German. Yeah. So totally different. What a it's just, it's same with Spanish flu. Yeah. It's the same with Spanish flu. Yeah. So, well, Spanish flu didn't uh, originate in uh, Spain. It, that's not that's not how it worked. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, it, there is there is a real fundamental issue with um, people not willing to admit that they're wrong. And I yeah. think that the population has something to, we have to accept some blame on that. Mm. Uh, because if someone does something wrong, uh, especially politicians, they, if they apologize, then it wouldn't always be enough. And so it's mm. all right, you apologize, you learn, fine. Instead, we'll go after, court of uh, the kangaroo cause a court of public opinion and they'd have to go now we're at a point where no one will ever admit anything wrong and when no. they do things wrong they don't go it's impossible to get rid of uh hmm. mps they don't it's, it's easier to get rid of a footballer yeah than it is to get rid of fucking uh uh, 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 uh an mp well, oh, nowadays you can't even you can't even get rid of the advisors. No. They're given they're given press conferences. I mean, what's going exactly. on there? <laughs> exactly, and you you yeah. think you you think with footballers that how how non impossible it is when they're not playing bad to when they're not playing well to get rid of them. The mm. manager goes mm. always the manager. Yeah. The players never take any fucking blame, even though they could do an entire year of being shit. You can't, and in and this is the problem. I've always had this problem with sport as a whole. If you're playing bad in any other work, if you were shit for a year, they would sack you. Mm. But you can't do that with footballers. Uh, but MPs are even have got more protection than them. Yeah. At this point, like um, there is a, a new story this week, uh, and this is the police. Uh, are considering allegations against uh, a community secretary, Robert Jenrick. Uh, and this is uh, money uh, has been, uh, who may have abused a public off, uh, off, uh, office, I'm not being able to speak, uh, over a decision to approve a controversial planning application from, you guessed it, a Tory donor. Uh, he granted permission uh, for the West Ferry Printworks development uh, on the 14th of Jan, despite it being criticised by Tower Hamlets, the Greater London Authority and the government's own planning inspector. Uh, this scheme was uh, brought forward by Richard Desmond, uh, who, used, I mean, uh, it gets better. I, 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 know who, I know who Richard Desmond is. I used to work for him. I worked for yeah. his publishing company. I've met the man. He's an arsehole. Right. I, I mean, nothing in me 
thinks that that porn uh, express cunt is anything other than mm. an arsehole. Um, uh, but it was brought forward by Richard Desmond. Uh, consent was given. This is this is lovely. Consent consent was given one day before Tower Hamlets Council revised community infrastructure levy rates uh, that came into force, potentially saving Desmond between thirty to fifty million pounds. Wow! Coincidence? Yeah. I mean, just just in the nick of time, yeah. hey? Um, to uh, the government has admitted that Jenrick's decision was unlawful. Uh, oh this was after the Tower Hamlets launched legal proceedings in March, uh, and it has since emerged that Jenrick sat next to Desmond at a Conservative Party fundraiser weeks before the decision was made, and that Desmond had brought up the issue. Jenrick has not resigned. No. <laughs> I do not know... What more would need to happen for all of that to come in? The government have, have already admitted it was unlawful. Mm. This is it. So this isn't even about um, him spending time with Desmond next to each other, a fucking Tory fundraiser. I assume fucking chucking donuts on poor naked poor boys mm. and going, oh, well, I've caught that one. Getting a whipping tonight. Hmm. And all of that, ignore. We'll ignore that. That they brought it up, that they discussed it. Ignore all of that. Just the fact that the government have come out and said that it is unlawful, and he made this decision against the recommendation of everyone. I assume at this point even his mum was saying, I wouldn't do it, it doesn't yeah. seem right. Everyone was telling him no. He probably went to a fucking fortune cookie, opened it up, and it said, don't do this, dickhead. But he still went forward. Unlawful, yet he is still in his fucking job. Yeah. What, what more can be done? Yeah. Honestly, Every, I'm asking, what, what more can be yeah. done? Every, everything about their existence seems to be... Ironclad, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's one of the very few jobs where your pension is guaranteed. The money they say you're going to get, you're going to get. No other industry nowadays can do that, really. No. And yet, but even in your job, it doesn't matter how much you fuck. I mean, the thing is, we say about the bankers, we say about the bankers where, you know, especially the banks have been uh, sort of uh, propped up by the taxpayer, um, their bonuses should be performance related they shouldn't be written yes. into the contract but you think Certainly. it's the same with the politicians though like it doesn't matter how much they fuck up none of them will go a uh, that's me i was wrong and b none of them will go actually no i'm gonna step down i'm gonna resign it doesn't matter how much, yeah uh, five six years ago it would have been gone oh yeah yeah but, but then johnson yeah you look at pretty much anything he's done in recent years and just one of those little uh misdemeanors that he's got up to you know whether it's the leaving his wife when she's got cancer and the younger girlfriend and you know various children here and there and the lies and all this kind of thing any of those things would have lost him his job as an mp not given him the top job 
yeah. and yet now, even with all that together, he's still sitting there comfortably. Mm. His advisor, you know, gets a press conference, won't sack him. He won't. He won't admit he's done any wrong. Won't quit. It's these people are bulletproof. Yes. They're, they're, they're the Avengers. They're the Justice League. These people are superheroes. Yeah. yeah. Even bullets won't stop them. Exactly. I'm sure someone would like to test that, but. Um. Let's go on to a, a bit nicer news. Um, 16 to 17-year-olds uh, uh, can now officially vote in Wales uh, for Senedd elections, which is the Welsh Parliament elections. This came in on Monday. Uh, so this means that uh, Scotland uh, have for years already uh, allowed 16 to 17-year-olds the only people who do not allow 16, 17 year olds to vote is England and none, no 16 and 17 year old can vote in any uh, Westminster related votes. Well, Should we at this point allow 16 and 17 year olds to vote? You know, I, I don't see why not. I think, uh, you know, I mean, I, I voted when I was 18, I voted in the 83 election, but um, I left school at 16. So yeah. I, I could work, I could earn money, I'd pay tax, but I wasn't allowed to, you know, have, have a voice on anything that affected me for those two years. What, what, how is that fair? So you think- saying I would necessarily have made a good choice and that I would be as informed then and as read up then as I am now, but it would be nice to have the opportunity. I think, yeah. Well, it is, if you're going to tax someone but not allow them to uh, mm. vote, but then the argument would be, well, should we only allow people to uh, vote then if they pay tax, which isn't the way forward at all. 16, 17 year olds should be allowed to vote, in my opinion, because yeah. a lot of the stuff that's going on is going to affect them vastly more than it's affecting others. And yeah. if we allow people to, like, what's the legal age for driving? 17? Mm. Yeah, seven, I think 17. I, I still don't drive. So. No, neither do I. Um, <laughs> so, and I, I, think we, I think we've both missed the, the, the first... That a while ago. Yeah. Oh, I, I'd say the, the first get in. Like, we we miss we miss the early for it, you know. Mm. Uh, we sh we should have done it years ago. But um, if we're going to allow people to leave school and uh, work in the world, pay tax mm. and everything else, then at that age they should be also allowed to vote. Yeah. And for the first fucking few, for the at least for their first vote, they won't do it drunk. <laughs> Which is a plus, I think. Mm. You're not gonna, you're, hopefully, you're not going to find a 16-year-old drinking all day and then think, fuck me, I need to vote now. Mm. Stroll down and go, you know, for a laugh, uh, let's vote in UKIP. Clearly too many people did that. Right. Although, no, they're not as popular as they used to be, which is, uh, well, which is no, a good they've got thing nothing to argue clearly, about now. Clearly, that's gone somewhere else, isn't it? Yeah. Um, right. We've got a couple more stories and mm -hmm. maybe about 10 minutes okay. uh, left. So we'll do two very quick ones. 
Minister for Rough, Rough Sleeping and Housing, Luke Hall, has told councils in England to seek and uh, seek to encourage people, where appropriate and possible, to return to friends and family. There's homeless people. Hey, hey, have you thought about friends and family? Um, this is uh, they've wow. been pressing councils to find uh, alternative accommodation for the fifteen thousand rough sleepers who have been given a place to stay under the Everyone in Housing scheme. Wow. Um, First question: Have you heard anything dumber? Um, uh, I'm I'm still flabbergasted by the, uh, by the by the article. That's astounding, isn't it? So you're saying yeah. to someone who would rather sleep on the street in the cold or the whatever the the temperature is and the dry and the wet, they, so they would rather sleep on the street than go back to where they were before. Quite possibly because they were abused mentally physically sexually um maybe because the maybe it's because they're gay or whatever and they're being discriminated against about parent by parents or family that don't understand these people would rather sleep on the streets than be in that environment so you're saying to them what you should do is just go back to the environment you don't want to be in or even even the other side of like you've got people who are homeless and many reasons for people to be homeless you go oh have you thought about friends and family oh no i've been homeless for five years that never popped into my yeah. fucking head <laughs> yeah finally you sold homelessness you knobhead wow that's one stupid thing an mp has said this week that we have another do not worry oh um this is jonathan reynolds who is, is the local darwin awards it, it, this yeah, and this one's a fucking doozy. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Reynolds, who is Labour's new uh, shadow work and pension secretary, mm. has said, and this in his first national interview since getting the job, that welfare system needed a stronger link between what you put in and what you get out. Um, this is to tackle the cynicism among working people. Uh, and so he uh, has said that greater contributions to the system should receive more out of it. Right. So by that, he's suggesting that if you need it, it doesn't matter if you need help. Uh, that's you're not necessarily going to get it. It's instead of instead of the people that have done well, that have that have money and then they're obviously contributing and that's helping people worse off than them which is obviously the one of the benefits of taxation these yeah. people saying well if you put a load in then you'll get a load out of it if you don't put so much in then uh, fuck you yeah exactly yeah. it i mean it's dumb as fuck i wanted to yeah. chuck that in there because i don't want it to all just be tory bashing there oh, are no, no. labor there are people in labor who are also thick as pig shit oh, yeah. i'd say the majority um i'd say fucking all of them anyone who's an mp it's a, it's a prerequisite for most of the people in there isn't yeah it's 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 but that that is as you pointed out takes away the whole point of what the welfare system is there the welfare system is there to help the most vulnerable mm. if you if you let's say you're a, a, a multi-millionaire and you've paid tons and tons of tax Mm. And then you lose your job. Mm. All right, I need to go into welfare now. Go, oh, well, you've put in tons. Let's give you, you it all back. That mm. makes no fucking sense. Welfare has to be equal. Mm. Uh, it has to help the most vulnerable. 
and if it uh, if it's helping you but you're slightly more well off than uh, someone else mm. then you should be getting what you need not extra on top yeah fucking but then it also goes back to you know where people are you know they have the attitude that anyone that receives benefits of any kind is a is a sponge it's like you know, yeah. you're, you're you're sponging off of the state unless of course it's done by a corporation or multi multi-millionaires or billionaires in which case they don't mind that no that's absolutely fine it's, it's that, 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 that one's okay yeah or yeah a, a subsidy and welfare uh the exact same thing just subsidy is fucking vastly more expensive um mm. on us uh right we're gonna have to go quickly through because there are actual more stories um labor have accused uh the government of attempting a power grab for the executive by pushing through a bill which will strip parliament of its role in appearing uh in approving the imminent redrawing of the uk parliamentary boundaries um now the idea originally was to go from 650 mps to 600 MPs. Mm. However, that's been uh, shelved because Tory MPs would lose their seats and they didn't want that. Mm. Uh, the, when it was 600, they wanted, when it was, uh, when, when the original idea came for it to go from 650 to 600, May was in charge. Uh, it was a lot close to a hung parliament and Labour owned a lot of the smaller uh, uh, constituencies. Mm. And so they went, right, well, let's move it down and then that will affect Labour. But after them getting the massive majority, they're going, oh, no, 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 no. Let's, let's not take away seats from ourselves. So this is basically non-boundary moving gerrymandering. Because uh, will, they will be doing uh, gerrymandering, mm. uh, but uh, Parliament don't get a say in it. Um, mm it's just going to come into law uh, because we don't live in a democracy hmm. uh, anymore. Uh, uh, the government's argument uh, is that um, what it will provide is a certainty uh, that the independent and impartial recommendations from the England, Scotland, Wales uh, commissions uh, will go through unimpeded. But then you have to question if it actually will. Will this be science? Will this be the science stuff all over again? Going well, this is what they've recommended. We're going to take this recommendation, make slight little changes. Mm. It's all about what that is. Very much all about whether or not you trust uh, the government. And if you can trust the government that's willing to take away democracy, then more for you. Um, mm. And I think final story is uh, Michelle Barnier has said that in all areas, the UK continues to backtrack from the commitments yeah. made in the political declaration. Yeah, I've seen about that. Yeah. Will we get a deal by the end of the year? Well, the thing is, as well, they keep saying, if you want, you can have an extension. So Johnson keeps you turning and backtracking. End of June. Is the final day yeah. to uh, and he keeps saying he doesn't extension. want an extension so it's almost like he's got his mind set on a on no deal but doesn't yes. want to commit it 
yeah, it's always been the idea for No Deal, uh, mm-hmm. and they're going to want to blame uh, the EU for it happening. Mm. That's it. Um, you got anything to plug? No. No? No, not a thing. No. Oh, okay. once, everything's back, once everything's back to normal and we can walk around and we can see each other and we've been vaccinated and that kind of thing, I should go back to my tour guide work in London. So if anyone wants a tour of London, let me know. Other than that, not a thing. Delightful. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, but I don't do that much on it. In fact, follow Dane Baptiste. I love Dane. Yeah. Wonderful. He's done a lot of good Dane's work wonderful. at the moment. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic. I'm going to get him on soon, but I want to get him on when we're in the pub. I think that'll be a nicer environment hmm. to have him on. Um, well, let me well, know. I'll come and have a beer with you both afterwards. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you to Gary for being the guest. Very well. Uh, it was enjoyable. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pete, stop recording it now. That's it. We're done.